well, I couldn't think of a better group to spend my birthday with. So thank you, everyone. Uh, well, I'm so happy you're yeah. yeah. It's good to see your face and have you with us. Thank you. Okay, let's just let everyone in. Oh, happy Mother's Day to those of you who are celebrating Mother's Day today. And I know it's Mother's Day here. It's Mother's Day in, in the States and Canada. Yes. Happy, um, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. We, yeah. we, all, we all have um, mothers in our lives who mother us, right? So that's always, I'm always grateful on Mother's Day for this. <laughs> Okay. Let's see everyone's. All right. So I, I don't know how you all are feeling, but I've had a pretty heavy, energetically heavy week. It's been quite intense. Um, I felt a lot of pressure, I, and I've spoken to quite a lot of people who felt enormous pressure, especially around their neck and their shoulders. I still can't quite turn mine. Um, so, you know, there's definitely, definitely some stuff going on. And then an update from Luna Joy that I'll, I'll share on the Mighty Networks. I saw it last night and, and have saved it to share it. Just re regarding the fact that, you know, we, we, we're now almost a week out of the, the, the Mayan um, ascension energies and that she was just saying how rough it's been for her too and that actually she's in she's in quite a grumpy mood um so i <laughs> i haven't been too grumpy i've just been a bit sore um with the neck and shoulders and it feels so heavy around um sinuses and and that sort of stuff so there's definitely some quite interesting energies happening at the moment um Oh, Fiona's also frozen two nights ago and everything's back to normal. Well, how did you get it back to normal and share your secret? Because I've been doing stretches. I've been to a chiropractor. I've had a hot mustard bath. I've rubbed magnesium. Well, I've done everything that I can think of. And it's still... I quite. think it's Gail's relaxing anti-stress drops that somehow have managed to get the body to automatically go back into relax mode. But... It was uh, it was unpleasant. You know, when you've done it, and you think, "Don't move until you relax," because if you try and fight it, then you you get into trouble. But uh, no, all good now, thank you. Oh, good. Well, uh, my, seeing it's Mother's Day, my daughter has promised me a massage. So, uh, unfortunately, she's the daughter without the healing hands. She's, <laughs> but it, I'll take it. It's a thought that counts. Exactly. I'll I'll take anything at this point. She can she she could go ahead. She's got incredibly long fingers. Nothing like mine. I've got short stubby fingers. She's got these beautiful hands. She should play the piano. And she tells me it's because she's got such long fingers. She can't massage. But uh, Kate, where I come from, any kind of massage, whether they know short fingers, long fingers, any kind of massage is good. Exactly. Anyway, so I had a, a, a check-in with, with the energies for this week. And on a positive side, we've got the new moon on Tuesday. 
so there are some some new energies coming in with that with that new moon and i'm certainly hoping that it's going to alleviate some of the heaviness of the past week uh, the focus of these energies is, is, is helping us to open our hearts and also to define for ourselves how we are, what we are wanting to manifest and what we are wanting to bring into form. So there's been a lot of focus on bringing the new into form and how we must, how we must clearly define that. Um, if we don't define it, what ends up happening is that we try and create something from what is around us at the moment. And what is around us at the moment is the crumbling and the dying and the breaking of the old. So we don't really want to be pulling the energy from what's around us to create something new. So we're needing to tap into what um, we are wanting to create that comes from within us. So rather than tapping into energy that exists around us, we're tapping into energy that exists within us. So that energy is what we are um, working with, the divine energy that comes in and, and at the same time our own soul energy. And that is really, really key. So we do need to, as we move into this week and there's a lightning in the energy, we do need to become very conscious of what it is, that where we are pulling energy from. What's interesting is that we have learned, um, well, most of us have learned incredibly dysfunctional ways of working with energy. And so we have learned to draw energy in from, from, from what's around us by pulling that in. And I think on, on the energy management um, workshop that I did last year, I actually spoke about how I had flipped my chakras a few years ago. Um, so I'll, I'll explain briefly a little, about, a little bit about that now because I think it's quite relevant to where we are. So if you look at the chakra system, the chakras often depicted as being, you know, moving down, down the body and the energy is moving in and out. And when I learned about the chakra system, which is probably 20 odd years ago now, I couldn't understand why we were working with energy this way when actually, if we are supposed to be <clears throat> channels of divine energy, surely we should be working with energy that way. And, you know, so pulling in energy from source and then pulling in energy from the earth, and we work with those two energies through our system. And then we become a bit like a lighthouse, you know, our, our, our light shines rather than we send energy out through, through the chakras. And if we look at the chakra system, particularly those low three chakras, our base, our sacral, and our solar plexus, those energies I always look at as being our human, our human energy. So it's the energy that we, we've, we've grown into as human beings. They're not necessarily um, the soul or the spiritual energies. And if we start sending out energy from there, particularly if we carry old wounds or old, um, uh, old energy, what we're working with and what we're sending out is that energy. So the heart energy is different because the heart connects us to the divine, connects us to source. So when we tap into the heart energy, we are basically plugging ourselves back into source. So when I started learning about the chakras, uh, I... Um, was quite intrigued with this idea that we are sending energy out, you know, on a, on a um, vertical plane. And I thought, well, what happens if we flip our chakras 
so that it becomes like a stacking blocks and we keep them open and then we have the flow of energy that moves up and down through us but not out of us in that way we then also hold our own energy rather than depleting ourselves by by having our chakras too wide open or too closed or whatever it is so i've been working with that for years and years and years now i flip my chakras every time i work with them and i see them literally as stacking blocks um you know but like those stacking cups that children play with i literally see them as those and use the energy just to to work it through my body and and, and using my spine obviously as that channel so it might be an interesting exercise for some of you to do to see if you can work with your chakras in that way because we really are needing to harness our own energy and and rather than depleting our energy or pulling energy in from what's happening around us because as we know what's happening around us is pretty um shadowy at best and um can be, you know, there are a lot of people that are in fear. There's a lot of anxiety that's that's rising up in the collective. And it has been, and it seems to be building this week. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of conflict. And those are not the energies that we want to be pulling in while we are trying to bring new things into form. We're wanting to pull in and work with pure energy that hasn't been tainted by the world as it has been. So that is the focus for, for, for this. Um, and I would say this is the next couple of weeks, certainly until the full moon at the end of the month, we need to be focusing on what energy are we pulling in and what energy are we working with. Um, there's also this, this, on a subconscious level, there's also this drive for us to maintain balance between our thinking and our feeling. And what came up um, a, a, couple, a, a, while, a little while ago in conversation was this idea that our mind can only conceive of what it knows. So it can only create from what it knows. Our mind is limited based on our life experiences. But when we are able to tap into our imagination, that is where everything, all the potential, all the possibilities can come into form. Um, when we connect with our imagination and we connect, with, connect our heart and our imagination together, the ideas and inspirations that come through that are limitless. And it's then that we begin to see the possibilities and the potentials that are available. So it is important to, 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 to start seeing the difference between what is your mind and what is your imagination. How do you enhance your imagination and how do you limit your mind to it being the tool that it is meant to be? Um, if we look at the mind like a computer, it, it's just a tool. It's a wonderful tool, but it is just a tool. It doesn't have its own capacity to think. Well, some of them sometimes do but certainly in this instance our mind own is only is only able to operate based on what information it has received through our experiences so we really are needing to 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 tap into the the imagination and to connect that with our heart um
The other thing that, that that will instill in us is a new sense of faith and a new sense of, of belief in our own ability to create a new world and to create a new life for ourselves. So this is really, really important as we move forward. Um, the other thing that came up as well is that as we as we move towards Tuesday, so we haven't got too long, too too long to wait until Tuesday, but it is important that we make time for rest and to focus on restoring our energy. There, there is a real heaviness to everything at the moment. There's a real heaviness in the collective, and it is fe feeling a bit like we're being burdened by this energy. And the last month has been quite energetically taxing as we've shifted and expanded our consciousness quite significantly, particularly during those 20 days of that, that Mayan Ascension energy. So it is important that we, we, um, we make time to rest and to, to restore our energy. So whatever you, whatever you can do for yourself that will help you to restore and rejuvenate your energy is really, really important at this time. Um, when we when we are rested and when our energies are strong and are, we're better able to focus our energy and to be constructive rather than feel depleted and our energy kind of going all over the show. So this week, it is important to become very conscious of what is your energy doing? Where is it? Um, is it in alignment? Is it balanced or is it a little bit all over the place? Um, I, I also see that towards the end of the month, um, we're going to be entering into a new karmic cycle. And part of this is initiated by the Mercury retrograde that we're going into on the, I think it's on the 20, might be the 29th of May. I can't remember if it's 29th, but Mercury's going retrograde, our good friend Mercury. And it is an opportunity for us to review and to reflect and, and to look at what it is that we, we are wanting to implement in our lives and whether the structures that we have created or the foundation that we've created is solid enough before we launch that. So Mercury retrograde is normally about three weeks. So we've got, an, we, we've got most of June to really take time out to reflect on what it is that we're creating and whether this is going to be something that is sustainable and stable or whether this is something that's just going to be washed away with the next wave of, of intense energy. Um, so I've certainly made a note for myself for the next two weeks to make time for myself, to make time to, to um, restore my own energy levels um, to make sure that my energy is strong, that I am strong, that I am stable in those ways so that I can really work with what is what is happening in the next two weeks before we enter into that Mercury retrograde. And I think that these retrogrades seem to be, they're certainly different. I don't know if any of you are feeling that. They certainly feel different than they did 5, 10, 20 years ago. I remember, you know, when, when I first became aware of Mercury retrograde, it was generally because there was some appliance of mine that blew up or stopped working. And so I always associated Mercury retrograde with that kind of stuff. And, and in the last few years, I've definitely seen it in a, a more positive light. And I'm less um, anxious about that time. And I'm more conscious of how I'm being asked to pause 
and to reflect rather than which is my norm to just move forward quickly and to do th and to get things done. Um, so I, I, I've certainly focused on using that time to take a step back and to look at what is what is it that I'm doing? Is this going to be sustainable? Is this building a solid foundation for myself or am I creating havoc? So it is important that we really focus on on our energy and 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 what it is that well where it is that our energy is being played or what it is our energy is being plugged into. Um, Jennifer's just written here, learned in energy work training to align chakras with our Hara line from which our auric field extends. I'm, I'm sure Hara level is where our intentions are birthed, held and nurtured. Yeah. Uh, the Hara line for me is uh, it's point, it's, it's kind of near the belly button, Jennifer. Yeah. Um, so I can't really show you on the screen, but maybe just uh, Google that horror line and see how, how yeah, it runs. It goes up and down, yeah. And it and it's also associated with, um, I mean, you can check it, right? When you do energy work um, to, to um, you know, something like you would with the chakras. And, I, and it's so related, I think, to what you were saying about flipping those chakras. And also related to what you were saying about um, nurturing our energies, because you can actually check it um, and make sure that you're connected with source and that um, that energy that that it's robust and balanced. Mm -hmm. So it seems like it would be a great thing to be doing these next couple of weeks, as you're saying. I mean, if anyone's confused about whether you know how to tell whether your energy is strong or stable. Um, there, there are often a few key physical uh, symptoms that can come up, often sore throats, uh, swollen gla glands, blocked lymph, so if you're feeling swollen, um, if you're feeling like you're retaining water, if you're feeling bloated, all those can be symptoms and signs of, of, of stagnant or blocked or energy that's just feeling limited in its in its flow. So um, you know, start to become aware of that. And often, when there's a, a huge download of energy like we've had over the last few weeks, um, you could. And if there's an issue, particularly in our heart center, that throat area can get quite blocked. And what happens is the energy comes in and it just bounces. So it doesn't move through your body. It's actually just bouncing up and down like a bit like a basketball um, between your heart and your crown. And in that, it, it creates a lot of inflammation around this area. So on a physical level. So, you know, if you're feeling blocked, the first place I would suggest you work with is your heart center. Start, you know, start working on opening that, doing exercises to open that. Breathing exercises help. I often just tap it. Um, to get it kind of activated and working and just making sure that it's that it's still there. Okay, just, just out of interest on that subject, I've had real sort of palpitations, is all I can describe it as here, but swollen glands a little bit. I thought probably just from coming off the plane and things, but definitely felt blocked. But I tried to do some energy stuff the other night and I did the meditation where you bring back energy that you might have unwittingly given away. And just with everything you're saying, 
if that's old energy, should I not be focusing on that right now? I mean, should we be focusing on something that is different? If you're saying we want all this energy, but it's from a new source and within, rather than old energies that we've had that, you know, I'm just in that dilemma of, are you bringing back old stuff rather than just the pure energy that's good? No, so in that in that meditation, what it is, is what you're doing is pulling back in your parts of yourself that you've given away. So it's not necessarily, yes, it's in it's energy, but that energy belongs to you and it is part of you. So that, that's a good one to do on a regular basis anyway. But once you've done that, it is also important to, um, to make sure that you, you're, you're cleansing your energy. So, so if that energy is coming back, it's not contaminated by something. Um, I'll have a look and see. I, I think on, on the website, there is a cleansing meditation. I think I'm, I'll, I'll try and find it for you and, and, and send you a link. Um, that's probably the one to do at the moment is, is focus on cleansing and clearing your energies, uh, your energy field. Um, and that'll help to purify and strengthen your energy as well. Okay. okay, Katrin, you're actually saying that what we should, the, the energy pools that we should be focusing on are the ones that are coming from the higher chakras and, and, and your base chakras just be, make sure that they're stable. Um, if, if your base chakras are being fed by what you know and the new energy or the new thoughts or new patterns will be yeah, so the, we want, if we're looking at, at, at the chakra system, we're wanting our base to be stable because the base is what we're going to be building from. Um, so we want to be pulling in that energy and then have, you know, integrate with our base, but integrate through all the, 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 the chakras because they all have a, a, a an important part to play in how we manifest or how we bring things into form. So you've got your base where you want to create the, the foundation for your life, for your new life, but you want that to be created using new energy, not using the energy that we've absorbed from what's happening around us. Then you've got your sacral chakra, which is your feeling space. You want that to be, to be clear. You want that to be open um, to you know, if, you, if you're wanting to bring things into form, you almost need to be able to feel it. And this is, again, where the imagination comes into play because we want to be able to feel what does it feel like if I imagine that I have this in my life or I do that in my life? What is that feeling? What are the feelings that are generated through, through that imagination? And we need to be able to trust ourselves through what we feel. So if our sacral chakra, for example, is, is toxic or, or filled with, with old stuff, then it's difficult to feel the truth. It's difficult to feel what, is, what it is that we should be building, what it is that we should be focusing on, because we've got to kind of sift through all of that stuff. But if our energy system is clear, when we feel into what we are imagining, we'll get a very strong, yes, this feels right, or no, that's not right, or that doesn't feel right. Um, but it won't stem from past experience. Um, you know, earlier you were saying that the, these, like the mind, can only function on 
past experience, your emotions or your feelings, will they not be responding from past experience as well if you're not downloading with new energy? Yeah, so if you if you are pulling in energy from around you, so let's say you know you, you're not focusing on on pulling new energy in, you're focusing on what's around you. You're pulling that energy in because your chakras are wide open and everything's out of sync. That means that when you when you feel into that space, yeah, you're gonna feel you're gonna feel maybe not even your own emotions. You're gonna feel what emotions of what's what's around you or who's around you. So then it's going to be difficult to determine what am I feeling and how, you know, do I feel safe? Do I feel secure? Do I feel this is right? Do I feel that is wrong? Do I feel this is truth? Do I feel that's a lie? You know, what are the feet we're going to have? It's going to get confusing and exhausting. So if we focus on clearing the channel, which is the chakra system, and we make sure that the chakra system is clear, then every chakra point is 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 going to be offering us a space where this new energy can be felt. If we have, if we do no work, you can't look at the chakras as, as individuals. You have to look at it as an entire system that works together to help us to bring into form. So we, you know, we work with the, the sacral is the feeling. Then we work into work, move into the solar plexus and that is the will. And we've got to tap into that power, into that will, into that energy in that space so that we can actually birth it. Where do we birth it? We birth it through our hearts. So if our heart is closed, we can't birth anything. So it comes up from the base through the sacral, through the solar plexus and then from the heart in. Does that make sense? Megan, I can see there's a question there. You better ask it. <laughs> but it's coming down, coming in. We are getting divine guidance. It's going all the way down to the bottom. And then it's coming back up again. So it, it, yes, to, to manifest it from there. So yes. the ideas are coming down. And then it's got to go through your base to say, okay, in the world, does it feel right? Give it the power it needs. And then it gets to the heart and it comes in. So it's coming all the way down first, and then we work it back up through it. Yes, yes. Yay. Okay, no more questions. I got it. Very good. Because remember also when, when Luna Joy, Joy spoke about the ascension energies, you know, they were coming in, and then they were going back up again. And, and I think that actually based on everything I was shown today, that ascension process created some form of cleansing and clearing that we've all been through that is enabling us to then be able to birth things in through the heart, out of the heart. So I think it's all tied to that. Um, Sorry, Kate, I've got to ask because I'm a little bit confused, even though, Megan, I do understand most of it now from what you said. The bit that I picked up on when you were talking about the 20 days was that some of it was coming up from the ground and some of it was coming in from the top and they met in the middle. I now, from Megan's question, have this impression they all came in, went down, up, and then came and go out. What was the coming up and going, coming so, from the ground and coming from the top at the same time? So that that is the anchoring. So so the energies came in, they went down to the to to the to the ground, and then we connected to earth energies, which then came up. That's creating this flow of new energies. The, <sighs> A couple of years ago, the, 
not even a couple, more than a couple of years ago, the Earth's energy shifted and changed. And we all, it was almost like we were unplugged from her. And so the ways of, of grounding and connecting to the planet itself changed and shifted. What's happened in the last <clears throat> while, and it's, it's literally been maybe a few months, <clears throat> the energy from the earth is rising back up again and we're able to plug into her in a different way. And I think that's because there's so much work that's ha happening on an energetic level within humanity that we're literally now being allowed to plug ourselves back in. And so that, that connection has already been established. But this new energy that's coming in, we are, we are bringing and we are birthing a, a new reality. So it means it's not something that's ever existed on the planet before. Now the earth energy holds memory of what has existed on this planet for, forever ever since it was existed. So when we plug into her energy and we pull and harness that energy, we are essentially bringing the memory of the old into the new, which is not what we're wanting to do. We cannot build, rebuild the world in any way or any shape or any form in the way it has been ever before. This has all got to be completely new. So yes, we must be grounded and, and connected to the planet because we're birthing this into her, into her, but we're needing to use new energy that is coming through us from source. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, Faith says she remembers that shift during a focus meditation. I saw the tectonic plates shifting. Yeah, you know, it, it was quite dramatic. <clears throat> Kate, uh, sorry, I just want to, this is going to be sound a little bit nerdy at first, but. Uh, this kind of reminds me, I had someone once explain sort of a similar concept to me. And uh, if anyone here has ever read books about fantasy worlds or read Harry Potter or anything, there's always like two types of magic, right? There's magic that you learn in the book, where you learn the spells and you learn the techniques and those are wizards. And then you get like these clerics, right? Who can pull magic from other places, right? Either from... Uh, the sun or they can pull it from nature or they can pull it from deities whatever right and I kind of feel like that's kind of what's happening right now is that we're losing a little bit of the magic that we can learn right the world around us is a little bit broken things aren't working the way that they used to so learning things in that way um, you know is, is not going to fill us I think you know from what you're saying in the same way that if we can pull it from you know, these other sort of dimensional spaces and there's faith in that, right? It's like, I can't look in the book and see what's going to happen once I follow the steps, right? There's a bit more of stepping forward and just saying, I'm here and I, I, I you know, I, I want to learn and I want to see where this takes me. And that, that, that can be hard, not knowing where the next step is going and just believing that if I follow this feeling in my heart, if I follow what's been pulling me forward, I will know good from bad. I'll know uh, positive from negative, right? I need to go back to that same faith that deeper down inside, I know what is right in any given moment and what needs to be done, which is hard. Um, I, I know I feel that every day, but it's, it's really hard right now to know those things. So I, I, I can appreciate that. So thank you. Thanks for that. It is, it is incredibly difficult uh, to be able to trust the unknown and to trust that, that 
some part of us does actually know, you know, they, our soul knows exactly what it's doing. It's just the human part of us that thinks, oh, hell, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm doing this. Um, but the soul part of us has it all sorted, you know, knows exactly what it's doing. And so we almost need to allow our, our, our faith and trust to lie in that part of ourselves that is far greater and, and, and knows far more than, than the small human self. And, it, you know, if we, if we can think of it in this way, the soul doesn't have a mind. You know, the soul just has a consciousness that is incredibly big and, 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 um, and if we can tap into that consciousness, then we're okay. It's when we tap into our mind and think that we need to know that we start creating issues and problems. That, that was a great analogy because I think as, as a species, we, we are inclined to say, well, if we put one and one together, we'll get two. And if we follow the book, then we will get X, Y, and Z. And I think where we're moving right now has got, there is no rule book. You cannot control it. You will just have to go with the flow. You cannot say step one, step two to equal step three. You've just got to go and, and, and let it happen. So yeah, that was a great analogy. Yeah, I like that analogy too. Kate, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I can. Along with the chakras, as you were saying, flipping them, what really came into insight for me was how we've always worked with the infinity symbol like this. Now yes. it's working like this. So it's bringing that energy up and down and working in harmony. And just a tip that might help, um, in my Reiki training, one of the things that we got taught before we start a session is doing a prayer, always asking for our ego and personality to stand aside. So if we're doing any work like that to get into that consciousness state and stop the monkey chatter of the mind, that might help. Mm. I like that. Thanks, Kathy. And thank you for the reminder about the, the figure of eight. I, I've spoken about it before when it comes to, you know, pulling things through that you want to manifest. Um, I mean, the other thing, if you want to work, because it's, what it's reminded me about is another um, way of working with the flow, making sure that the flow of your own energy is moving in the right direction is if you imagine that um, your heart center is that, that, that crossover point of, of the yeah. figure of eight. So you start there and you go round back to the heart down and you finish the figure of eight at the bottom of um, your feet and then you pull it back up and you just keep following that, that, that flow of energy it will actually bring everything into alignment. And you are then also contained in that, that field that the, the infinity symbol creates. Hey, Kate. Hi, everybody. You know how I live to illustrate your points. Um, you started today and you said the old has to break. Well, the other day I was sitting here 
the guy next door, the one I've had boundary issues with, I finally gave in and said, go ahead and do what you're going to do, pave your driveway, whatever. He br they brought in this big equipment and it was shaking my house. Now, I, I told you I have a hard class everywhere in the South. And I was talking on the phone and all of a sudden I just heard just smashing glass. Six pieces of my art glass came down and smashed. Actually, five came off the shelf and smashed probably the, the most irreplaceable piece, a, a big. Two of the pieces were more than 100 years old. None of the pieces are replaceable because it's all either very old or it was, you know, specially blown glass. And, and I was so devastated. So then I have, they're still working out there. So do you start pulling the glass off the rest of the shelves? And my friend was on the phone going, go tell them to stop. And I'm like, but I'm afraid to stop pulling the glass off the shelf. Long story short, I've got freaking glass down everywhere in this house now because I pulled it all off the shelves. But it, and I was really sad because, because, and I woke up the next morning. I mean, I couldn't even clean it up at first. Then I finally went, you have cats, you have to clean the glass up. And, um, but I woke up or really in the middle of the night because I didn't sleep very well. And I started to think of each piece that broke and realized that None of my grandmother's glass broke. None of, only one piece that my sister gave me um, broke. And the rest of the other pieces were all from a, a very different time in my life from people that left my life in, in it, I won't say a dark time, but just in not the best, you know, they're not in my life anymore. It was kind of a contentious parting of, you know, that whole group and whatever. Um, I don't know, contentious. It was just energetically didn't work anymore after many, many years. And somehow I just went, okay. Plus, I've also been prompted. We've joked a lot about this on this webinar about cleaning out the old and, and getting rid of things in my life. And most of those pieces that I kept saying I need to clear out of were not, I probably wouldn't have cleared those pieces out, but the other pieces were all connected to that same time in my life. And I just went, okay, that's a really vivid illustration of letting go of the old because glass, I mean, glass breaks, you know, but in my, I mean, I've been collecting glass for, for 50 years. And I've really only lost a few pieces in that time. I've lost a few, but my cats, when they were kittens, knocked some down. But anyway, so that's letting go of the old, I guess, act on the whispers before they become shouts or crashing glass, as the case may be. And the other thing, I, so it was just such, what a week. I was so up and down, mostly down. Um, I executed the power of attorney finally for my cousin, you know, I'm a notary for, and, and it, it was one of those question. I mean, it was legal, but questionable because I had to notarize my own signature signing for her 
which is a notary is a little dicey, but whatever. And um, but at the last minute, remember I said what was causing me stress was the old boyfriend from 50 years ago. The last minute, literally the night before, I had to. He couldn't do the time that the nursing home was going to let us do, so I replaced him with somebody I didn't even know, which was much less stressful. <laughs> and uh, so, but honest to God, you guys, what a what a week. It was just so, I just couldn't, I don't want you guys, like I get myself back up. I won't even say back up, just back up to the surface. And then I'll dip right back down. I, I mean, I call it skating around the black hole and, uh, so it was really, it's, the last few weeks have been tough energetically, at least for me. And I have a hard time keeping my head. Like I said, I'm okay. And, and then I'm really just sit there and go, you know, I could go in the corner and drool on myself and that'd be fine. Um, but anyway, so broken glass. That's interesting. Cause on, on, I think it might've been, Tuesday night, I was meditating and I literally heard glass shatter. So I wonder when, was it Tuesday? Uh, well, it would, if Tuesday night for you would have been when it happened here. Because it happened around in, in the early afternoon here yeah. on Tuesday. Well, that, that I'm relieved, Nancy, that I was obviously visiting you because <laughs> I heard this glass shatter got such a fright that I came straight back into my body and thought, what the hell was that? Well, I understand. Better my glass break than yours. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 knew, I, knew, I knew it wasn't here and I was thinking, oh. I hope something in the universe oh, it, hasn't collapsed. Me, it, it made a <laughs> I don't know about. One of the bowls that broke was the 100-year-old. It's heavy leaded. It's called depression glass or carnival glass for anybody who knows glass. And it was a very large bowl. And it, was, it wasn't even on the shelf. And, and a heavy piece of blown glass fell into the middle of it. And it just shattered smithereens. So the sound of it just... It's like your worst nightmare if you're a glass collector. Uh, so, wow, who knew it would resonate all the way to South Africa, though? That's a really loud glass breaking. It, it was loud. <laughs> it was very loud. But that does make sense, Nancy, because in a sense, what we're doing is breaking the glass ceiling. We're shattering that of the old energies. Good point. Well, if I contributed, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Nancy. Nancy sorry. I just noted you, sorry, Kate. You, just saying that you, you noted that some of the glass is called depression glass. I think that's very apt that that's smashed. I didn't even you think have depression glass around your house. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Um, it's also called carnival glass. Um, but it's, it's called both, and I love it. It's it's from an era of about a hundred years ago here in the states, and I have quite a few pieces of it. So I will just put little angels around the rest of it. But um, it was really a beautiful piece. 
whatever. Now it's a beautiful pile of glass. Oh, Nancy, well, thanks for helping us shatter the past. Anita's just commented, the world around us is a bit like a carnival at the moment. Yes, it is. It's crazy, crazy times. Just going to say, Kate, as well, I mean, this week, obviously having come back from being away and done absolutely nothing for a week, and I know you and I spoke about it, and it was funny how it made me realise an old pattern of my relax and go-to is to do absolutely nothing. And then I wonder why I have no life other than work, because when I'm not working, I'm sleeping or resting, which isn't particularly um, fulfilling. So I've really made a conscious effort this week of trying to reconnect with people, go out. And in fact, even today, I went out to the high street and it was just like it was completely normal, a bit like you were saying, um, but didn't feel a negative energy, actually felt slightly back into the world and less isolated. So I was quite pleased that I made the effort to do it. I also knew that I had this webinar to come back to and do some clearing and meditation if the whole thing was a disaster. But it's it's been a very focused week of where I have actually been doing things. I haven't felt lost. I felt um, there's a new direction. I'm, I'm really seeing the old habits and consciously changing them, which is which is quite new for me and, and realizing that doing nothing isn't going to get you anywhere. And so you know, feed the soul really, rather than just rest the body. I mean, when you say this week is a time for rest and re-energizing, it's not necessarily lying flat and doing nothing. It could be going to an art gallery and just doing something that's different. And I think that's where I've got to focus on. My re-energy is, is no longer sleep and switch off. It's go and function and be part of the world, which luckily that it's a time where we can actually do it. Yeah, I mean, that's wonderful, Fiona. I think that it's it's really important that we start seeing the old patterns and the old ways of doing things and how they no longer serve us. And I think that, you know, rest and, and restoring your energy doesn't, you know, that's going to be different for everyone. You know, some people are introverts, some people are extroverts, some people are a bit of both. So you've got to find what restores you, what re-energizes you rather than, you know, I, I have people I know that thrive off being around other people and I'm often amazed at them and I think really, I thrive on being alone. <laughs> so, you know, everyone's different. So you need to, you need to focus on, on, on what, it, what that means for you. Um, and for some people resting is, you know, going for for a, for a hike in the mountains for other people it's lying flat on the sofa um so it is important at uh, uh, being able to determine for you what is going to help to restore your energy or, or and uh, you know and part of the restoration of our energy is the the integration of of everything that we've gone through in the last you know, just in the last month. I mean, I'm not even going to go into what we've gone through in the last year, but just the, the, the you know, the energetic shifts that we've we've gone through in the last month, we need to integrate those. So we need to be doing that in a space that is energizing rather than depleting. Um, and for some people, you know, being at home alone and 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 lying in bed, it can be incredibly depleting. It, it, you know, that's not energizing for them. Um, so you've got to find what 
works for you. Kate, I have a question. Oh, sorry. Oh, thanks, Megan. <laughs> Um, so I find I find it it really has been tough these past these past weeks, um, and for me I just feel um, I I'm exhausted, but I, at the same time I'm strangely energized. I'm having trouble balancing that. I feel like I'm on this crazy roller coaster ride, and I feel like I'm just being absolutely cracked open. I mean, I feel a little like that, 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 that bowl, Nancy. I mean, I feel like I'm in these little shattered pieces, right? Um, and I, that sounds awfully dark. It doesn't, I mean, it's, I don't know it's, if it's all that bad, but um, I'm having, I'm really having trouble feeling like I'm integrating any, any of this at a time when I know that I have an opportunity for um, significant transformation. And I've talked a, a lot about this with the group and things feel like they're just getting strung along, strung along, strung along on this timeline. Um, uh, I'll, I'll just share briefly that, that, you know, I did get some good news um, this week um, about, about these opportunities and um, we'll have an opportunity to, to, to go to, um, speak with these people about this opportunity, but not until June or July. So, I mean, I, I have never been through such a protracted process. And it's funny that it's really in parallel with this protracted process that we're in right now with these energy shifts. And, you know, I just, I don't, I, I feel like I'm at a loss as to how to care for myself in, in the midst of all of this. Because I feel like I need to have my ducks in a row right now in order to be able to 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 make this leap. Well, I, I actually said to someone yesterday, I, I feel like I'm spending all my time herding cats, and the cats are me. You know, it's it's not like it's not like there are other people involved. The cat, the cat, the cats are me. It's all these different parts of me that I'm trying to bring together, and I I realized yesterday that that part of the shift and let me know if this resonates with 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 you but part of the shift that we've gone through in the last month it almost feels to me like there are all these old parts of me that instead of being inside of me are now outside of me and they're not the, the, the good parts, the, the, the critical parts. So there's the, the, the critical voices that tell me that I'm not being good enough or I'm not doing enough or I'm, you know, the, they, the, they just, they're just standing there judging me. And it feels like there's a part of me that's wondering whether, what am I supposed to do with these pieces? Am I supposed to pull them back in and reintegrate them? But they've been pushed out of me for a reason. So there's another part of me that's just observing them and saying, okay, so these are, are, are parts of me that are, like I spoke about last week, those shadows that just need to be dissolved. They, you know, they're part of the old and, and rather have them dissolve and be transformed and transmuted than have them try and reintegrate them back into me. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been de dealing with these, these guys for 
about two weeks, I think. Um, and it was only yesterday that I suddenly went, hang on, <laughs> why are you suddenly outside of me? Yeah, because it literally feels like the voices are coming at me, not coming from within me. Yes, um, that really resonates. It feels like um, I, I'm having these, um, these self-doubts that are, that are coming in. Yes, that really resonates. Um, and, you know, what, I, what I've actually been doing is, is, as a result of that, I'm being extra kind to myself. I'm being extra nurturing to myself. And I'm not beating myself up about the things that I haven't got to or the things that I haven't been able to get to because it's taking a lot of energy to see these things that are that, that are hanging around and I for me it's almost like the, the the old the old world the old energy the old reality that existed within us is being removed and it's obviously being pulled out of us so that we can see it and and, and let it go for me what I I I'm, would rather do than just ignore these parts is is to transmute them so that that energy doesn't go off out into the world but is rather transmuted so that it it, it doesn't um it does no harm um <laughs> so how do we how do we do that well i i was going to say that I spent I, I probably smudged my house about four times this week mm -hmm. trying to get rid of them <laughs> because I thought maybe that's one way to get rid of it didn't it did not work <laughs> so um what I'm actually doing is I'm I'm trying to separate them out so that I can target them one at a time so I'm seeing what comes forward I'm confronting it and I am literally having conversations with these aspects of me saying, you know, you don't exist anymore. You know, you're a shadow of whatever it is that you were before. And it's time for you to go. And I've, I've actually been calling on my own guides and, and helpers to, to kind of transform and transmute that. Um, rather than trying to attempt it myself but I'm initially I tried to pull it all back in and I realized that wasn't working so then I realized they needed to be outside of me um, I'm also very conscious of addressing whatever it is that they are saying so the feelings of of not being good enough and feeling like I'm a complete idiot and and what am I doing and why am I doing what I'm doing that one I'm pulling in, I say, is this still something exist, that exists in me? Because there must be a cord that connects that part to something in me and dissolving that cord. Um, so I have done quite a little, quite a lot of work scanning my own field to find where these things are still connected to me. And um, there's another exercise that, I've, that, 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 that I'm sure I've shown you before. Um, instead of cutting cords, I've never been able to successfully cut cords. Um, just isn't something that's ever worked for me. So I was shown that instead of cutting cords is to remove the cord and place it in your heart center. So find where it is linked in your body. If you scan your body, you'll feel where that cord to this part is. And I've actually been literally 
with my hand going, okay, you go, go in there because the heart center can be that transform, trans, that place where transformation and transmutation can happen. So I'm using that at the moment. And that seems to be the one thing that's, that's working. Kate, was there a meditation that you taught us to do that? Is that on your list of things? Is that something you could... I remember doing something with you before where we did take things and plug them that into was the, heart. That was the Yeah, it was the energy management webinar that we did last year. Oh, it was on the, on the webinar. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm glad you said about talking to your old self because actually this week I have been talking to myself more so than ever before. Thankfully, I live alone. But it's made me wonder because I keep turning around and going, Fianna, come on, that is not that's not true. That's not real. That's not how you feel now. And I don't usually talk to myself. So you make me feel a lot better. That's probably what I'm doing is I'm realizing old things around me and just saying, you know, get lost or transmute as I probably should be calling it. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Hello, everybody. It's lovely to be back. And I've missed Hi, you. Oh, no, wait, we can't hear you now. You've muted yourself again. Hello. Sorry, I was going to say, it's lovely to see you all and be back. I've been in Wales for basically the last three weeks, but it's been a bit of a roller coaster time. But I've really enjoyed listening to your webinars and all your chats and everything. And, you know, it's been really good. And I've since been away, I've had a, a full on time emotionally because I was, before we went away, I was clearing this sort of shadow side and becoming more aware of it. And and then we had some really tragic news when we were away, which was that my aunt and uncle had been in a really bad car accident, um, obviously just um, out totally out of the blue. And that my aunt was in intensive care, but my uncle died at, at the scene and it was just awful. And um, just, the shock of it all just I think because it was just so just just there um has been it's been such a weird time since then and thankfully I was away in the caravan with my parents so we were together which was nice and we were in this very still quiet place on the Slim Peninsula and I think it just gave us the opportunity to just be together and just to sort of start well that grieving process but it was a really spiritual time as well um and then I had some time on my own so my parents stayed for a few days and then they came back to their house and then I stayed on um and I knew it was important for me to do that because I just felt I needed to be on my own sort of retreat um and and I had some really interesting experiences when I was doing my retreat time so I um I went to a place called Bardsey Island I don't know if any of any of you that live in in the UK have heard of it but it's a very far westerly place very spiritual place it's a place where people go on pilgrimage and have been doing for thousands and thousands of years um and I'd wanted to stay there for a while but I hadn't had the energy in the last couple of years to do that so I got a boat ride you know it was a day where the sea was just flat it was so calm it was beautiful and it was out of season so there was hardly anybody on the boat and but when I was on the island I had the most magical experience because my dad said to me I wouldn't bother climbing that ridge because you'll 
tire yourself out and I thought when I got there I thought no no I'm going to climb that ridge because this is this this is a big thing for me not just you know in many you know it, it's symbolic of a lot of stuff and actually you know I sort of paused on the way up and had lunch and I you know and I sort of rested at the top of the hill and 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 it was just amazing to look over the whole of well basically Snowdonia down to south of Wales over to Ireland and then the weather went crazy everywhere else except my little patch, which was amazing. It was just magical. But I realized that day that I had the most energy that I've had in about three years. And it was like I felt this energy coming up from the earth. Um, and and it was like I was I was so in the moment, you know, when you're so mindful that everything there wasn't I think I mean I've had very few of those experiences ever but everything just just disappeared and it felt like I was walking on this sort of like air and, and you know there was beautiful yellow gorse everywhere and violets and it was just it was just incredible and and when I put my feet down on some golden sands the water there was just more crystal than I've ever seen and the seaweed it was all sorts of different colors and I'd actually asked the guy that drove the boat over was there anywhere I could swim because I love cold water swimming. And um, he'd said, well, you can swim in the bay where we have, where we've pulled in. Anyway, by the time I got there, it was low tide, there was loads of seaweed and there were loads of seals. And I thought I'm not competing with seaweed or seals because that would just be my worst nightmare. But he said, but when we get back, there's a place that you can swim when you get back. So anyway, I did that and it was, it was, just incredible anyway that night I received an email from somebody I didn't really want to receive an email from I probably shouldn't have looked at it because I'd had the most magical day you know I ended up sleeping on the beach where I then had my swim and then going for fish and chips and going up you know to these mountains sea views and stuff it was amazing and that next day what really resonated I think it was Elizabeth Rose saying last week I think it was her saying something about you know when something feels awful it feels really awful at the moment and then when something feels good it feels really good and on that day I'd felt really good so it was almost like everything else was on pause everything about you know what would happen to my uncle even though obviously I thought about it there was a distance from you know it was it was it was sort of very healing healing time anyway this person emailed who had had a vague sort of relationship with and I told him ages ago I wasn't interested anyway he keeps popping up at different points and he was wanting, he sort of said, are you in, have you been down to Wales? I thought, but I'm here now. And then I was like, okay, so this was an old pack. This was on the Saturday and, and I managed to sleep, but I was waking up with this thinking, I don't want to be thinking about this. And it was like this old pattern that had come up. And I just thought, this was supposed to be my retreat time. You are like coming into it I but I was I could see okay like you were saying about having distance from pattern. I was like okay this is an old pattern and I know I'm starting to chip away at some of these old patterns but it's like I can't fully get on top of them you know and like sort of make them really go away because there were points where it was just completely consuming me and I'm thinking this is my special time this you're not supposed to be here um and I managed to deal with it to a degree and I then went to another beach and I sort of, but I was so irritable and I would, you know, I, I just had to move around and it was just, and then we had more news about my aunt, which wasn't great. And it was just, the whole thing was just really discombobulating. 
Anyway, the next day I went to this beautiful church, which again is where those pilgrims go and saw this lady I'd met last summer when I was at a low point and I sort of started sort of climbing up out of it. And um, anyway, she led a lovely service, which we'd been to another one the week before after finding out about my uncle. And I said to her when I got in, could we have a chat like afterwards? Anyway, we ended up talking for like two and a half hours after the service. And it was so good because I was able to, a, I had some questions about the death of my uncle, like how on earth, you know, I was trying to have the, you know, the God stuff when something tragic like that happened, you know, and like make sense and meaning of it. But then various things that I'd been coming up about my shadow and how I'm changing and, and me, all of this sort of stuff. And it was, and she, she said to me about the island, about how a lot of people feel that magical feeling. So I thought, well, it's clearly not in my you know, it's not in my head. I was actually feeling it. But she also then flagged back to me about this shadow stuff. And she was saying she could see absolute fear in my face. And what was so good was having somebody reflecting back to me what I'd obviously said. But in that moment, it transmute. It helped me transmute it. And I'd love to get to the point where I can transmute stuff. <laughs> I know, like, because Kate, you're saying you're drawing on your guides and things. And but and I don't necessarily think I have any of them particularly, but it's just how I can get to that point where I'm like able to transmute, you know, when I'm in that moment of I'm feeling awful, but it's how do I then sort of climb out? But it, it was so good um, that it just sort of went and then I could sort of get on, you know, I went back to the beach and I just basically slept on the beach and went for another swim and, you know, and then I could go back to normal and I haven't really thought about that thing since um yeah and it was an interesting what elizabeth rose was saying again about was it the the dates so the the tuesday the 17th and the 31st and they were all going to be dates when i was either reconnecting with my parents or they were going away or they were coming back from somewhere which is all you know there's all really interesting things and so it's been it's a strange time and i've gone very hermit like as well because i think the only way I can sort of cope with all of this is to sort of go within. Um, anyway, that's a big download for you all, but that's what's been <laughs> going on. And it's nice to share it with you. Um, yeah. Well, it's lovely to ha have you back with us, Sarah. And uh, thank you, you for that. And I, I think that Lynn's mentioned in the, in the chat about the violet flame. Lynn, do you maybe want to little bit about how you how you use the violet flame and and maybe that is a tool that others can can yeah um it's a flame that um i did some training on uh, different color flames that exist up there and that we can use and the violet flame is when it transmutes so i just call it down um and i ask it to spiral around me so i follow the spiral that goes around and through me, uh, right to the bottom and then right back up. So just imagine, and actually I can see the violets, one of the colors I can really see well. And then it takes it all back up and just transmutes it. So it's really quite quite good. And I also um, uh, say something, so I, I am the violet flame um, when I bring it down. So I, I call it and then I am the violet flame um, three times and that just, spirals around me and it really mm -hmm. is something um, and I agree that you have to kind of look at what's 
what's coming up. But at the moment, I don't know whether it's because I'm at that point, what's coming up for me is very far back, if not very far back ancestrally. Um, and so basically I feel pretty clear of my stuff. Um, and so I'm pulling this flame to transmute, you know, things. And particularly today, um, the feminine side is coming up a lot. I can't see you anymore. You seem to have frozen. <laughs> Kate's oh, Wi-Fi again. It's gone. Yeah, I think she frustrated last week, and she hasn't frozen on the best expression. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting what you say about the violet light, though, Lynn. Just to, to jump yeah. in on that, it's not something I've ever done before. Mm. Do you just when you when you see the word flame, is it the same as just allowing light into you through the through the top of your head? So you just imagine a violet light coming down. I mean, the fact yeah. that flame, I always think of a flame burning and going up. It's just the flame is more of an expression than an actual visual. Yeah, but it does actually, it is actually part of us as well. Okay. So for me, it kind of burns inside at the same time as it comes from up, from down. So it kind of, it's like our life flame can take different colors. And so, so that's like the violet, at that point, it, sorry. Do you feel it like a heat in your body when it's going? No. No, okay. No, it's very subtle and very light. Um, but afterwards, you can really feel the difference in your energy field. I shall give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking to myself so much this week. <laughs> yeah. A very powerful tool. Um, mm -hmm. And if you, you can read about it, if you Google it, um, you can, there's a lot of, information about it. I've used it for years too. We talked about it a while back. Remember, Kate? Yeah. Um, so like I said, read it if it feels right to you. Um, Kate, you're on mute. We're waiting for words of wisdom. Sorry. My my internet just cut out and threw me straight off the Zoom, so <laughs> I disappeared for a bit. Um, yeah, I I I I often forget to use the violet flame, so it's a good reminder. Thanks, Lynn. Um, I think it's a it definitely is something that that works. I remember using it once um, I don't know, when I first heard about it. Someone handed me that little book, and I whipped it open and said the invocation and my entire life went into complete chaos afterwards and I thought I'm never doing that again. Um, but I, I, I hadn't really been intentional with it. it. It literally was in the shop that I opened at that point. Oh, well, let's see how this works. Wasn't a <laughs> good even for places like if when there was a lot of chaos at the college and it was really affecting my energy i would visualize the college inside the violet flame to transmute the negative energy that was there um i don't know that i'd use it on another person because that 
seems like a, I can't think of the word, but you know what I mean, it's overstepping. Um, but like I said, if you're going to go someplace and you're a little concerned, a crowd or a building or whatever, you can transmute the energy before you get there with the violet flame as well. I don't, I've used it that way. And I get, so that means, so Nancy, you're just picking up, you were saying you wouldn't use it on a person, but you just, you could use it on the feeling then, couldn't I? So in that, when I'm feeling yeah. really strange, then I just need to do the violet thing. And and why is it violet, Lynn? Is there a particular reason about the colour? Um, or is that just just the way it is? There are, there are lots of different colours and they all have different meanings. Okay, so that one is... It's also uh, to... to talk about the different colors of the chakras as well okay. so there are different lights they seem to coincide okay yeah thank you for that that sounds brilliant also violet i think of it violet is a combination of blue and pink which is often what represents the masculine and the feminine and so if i sometimes will use it to bring that masculine feminine back into balance so I'll imagine blue and pink flame combining into violet flame. Well, I wonder, I wonder if for, for today's meditation, maybe we should try the, the, the violet flame, um, do something different. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find uh, the invocation at the moment, because I know that it's... Uh, is pretty powerful. Um, what what does just, everyone think about doing that? I think that would be great. I'm I'm so thankful for your recommendation, Lynn. Yeah. Um, and N Natasha put put her finger right on it. It for me it th this will be a great way for me to sit in patience. <laughs> I'm feeling very impatient, so <laughs> having something to do and focus on will be amazing. Well, yeah, because I'm busy reading here. It says the violet flame is a high frequency light that you can use to change your life. It dissolves negative energy and restores it to positive energy. It is often a missing key to vitality, health, and inner wholeness. So I'm, I'm up for some of that, <laughs> if everyone else is. <laughs> I put a simple invocation that I use. There's a lot of them. Um, yeah. But I put a simple one that I've always used uh, in the chat. Oh, thanks, Nancy. Oh, yes, I'm a being of violent fire and the purity God desires. Yes, well, that that, that actually is part, part of the invocation. Um, yeah, I just could, knew I couldn't remember the whole invocation a long time ago, and that was the piece of that that resonated with me. All right, well, let, let's let's get on and do that and maybe it'll sort out my internet connection as well. You never know. Hopefully that's being fixed because I'm now having fiber installed, so. Archangel Michael can help with your technology stuff too. Yeah, I ha I've, I've got him on it. He's um, in my... <laughs> Head. a lot of the time I'm busy shouting at him and saying what are you doing just fix it for goodness sake <laughs> all right <clears throat> so 
HPP ready, let's um, move into a comfortable space. <clears throat> and what I'll do is I'll just read out the invocation. Um, and if you guys can just as best you can in your own mind, visualize yourself standing in a violet flame. And if you don't know what the color violet is, uh, Nancy's description of the blue and the pink coming together is, is, is a good one to focus on. So when you're ready, <clears throat> just close your eyes and settle yourself into your space. Taking a few deep breaths that allow yourself to relax and to let go. Let go of any thoughts, any worries, any concerns. And just feel yourself sinking into a space of peace. And ready, when you're ready, in your mind's eye or imagination, just visualize yourself standing in this violet flame. And in your head, you can just repeat after me. Don't repeat it out loud, just say it in your mind. I am a being of the violet fire. I am the purity source desires. I am a being of the violet fire. I am a river of divine love. I am a being of the violet fire. I am a believer in sacred miracles. I am a being of the violet fire. I call upon the violet flame. Surround me with violet light. Transmute any and all negativity. Cleanse my energy. And elevate my vibration. Keep focusing on that violet flame. Allowing it to transform and transmute. 
all negative energies that exist both within and around you. See if you can extend this flame to encompass the entire room that you are sitting in. Allowing it to transform and transmute any negative energies that may be in the space that you're sitting in.
And now gently allowing the banded plane to settle around you. Becoming softer and gentler as it slowly dissipates. Just taking a few deep breaths. And bring your awareness back into the space and into this time. Move your fingers and your toes and you can open your eyes when you're ready. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lynn, for that great reminder. I'm going to be doing that at the end of every day. <laughs> I think it's, um, it's going to be important, particularly in this week, with our energy needing to be focused. And um, yeah, that's going to be good. Thank you. Well... I hope you all have a brilliant week. Um, Kate, if I may step in just mm -hmm. before we close, I want to thank everyone for today. What a great birthday. And sorry if I've come in talking a lot. I've been following and with you for 15 months, but this is my full first session that I've been able to get into. So I've got a lot. If I could only get some rights to that chatty Kathy doll. <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm really enjoying here and from today is it's about our oneness. And I feel parts of each of us coming through everyone's story. And one of the things about, you know, things need to come up in order to move out. And so we're pulling out these old parts of ourselves that are coming up and they keep wanting to talk to us. And one of the things that came through to me a while ago is when the fear or the anger or whatever the old is coming up instead of reacting which is the ego and responding to it and getting into a fist a cuff with it is choosing a response and seeing it and what i've done is i thanked it for its service thank you because you helped bring me to where i am right now but your service is no longer required. So you're free to go and rest in peace because this is the dying out of the old. And then we bring through that new to respond versus react. And trust me, this is all just as much note to self <laughs> as it is with sharing with anyone. And uh, just one other thing, Jennifer, you're so fortunate. You've got the light shone for you of what is coming June and July. We're going to be coming into the retrograde. So it's time to clear those out. And obviously the impatient, the patient's muscle needs some building for you. 
you've acknowledged that. So work with that knowing that you're bringing yourself into the vibrational match of that new beginning that's occurring at the end of the retrograde in July, June, July. So thank you everyone. Before thank you. we go, can I just ask Fiona, how is your sister doing? She was, um, those on the chat saw that she's back in the hospital. Mm, I wish I could give you better news. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we've just discovered the care for her, as you know, Kate, within the system is, is hopeless. And um, she's not been getting the attention she needs. But they have actually confirmed that she doesn't need to be in the critical section, they don't think. So they're going to try and move her on to the main hospital where she's got an old team of staff who know her. So hopefully she'll, um, she'll get some attention, but, but basically it's no short of neglect is what she's been having at the moment. Um, which is tragic as I talk about it, my heart's pounding, but it's, 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 it's just very sad. I'm hoping that in a week I will have better news for you, but thank you for asking Nancy. Thank you. And thank you everybody for, for your thoughts. I get emotional about it now, so I'll be quiet. <laughs> thank you. What's her name, Fiona? And I will uh, include her with our my Reiki Crystal Grid as work. Thank as well. you. Um, she's called Penelope. Penelope. We all right. know her as Epi, which is rather unfortunate when you're dealing with mental illness because everyone talks about having episodes. So um, unfortunately, that's what she's going through. It's quite quite ironic that that ended up being her nickname. Maybe it was uh, some ironic choice by somebody years ago. But uh, yeah, thank you and happy birthday, Kathy. Thank you, Fiona. Yes, thank you so much, Kathy. Because I, I know that um, you email me often after the, after you've watched the recordings, and I love to hear, to read your insights. And you you do um, put us in your in your grid um, on a regular basis, and and so I I certainly appreciate that, and and thank you for that. For oh, you're us. very welcome. It is my pleasure. And we'll, I've already done it for today, but I will go back and work some more so that energy is flowing through your daughter's hands. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, we're all in this together, right? And what we give, we come back and it all works out. Exactly. Thank you. When I had that back problem, Kathy really helped me with the Reiki a lot. And it, I think, helped speed up the healing Fiona so hopefully she can send some help towards your sister I will do the same with Reiki I'm so glad you're feeling better Nancy uh, uh, perfect thank you All right. Thank you so much, everyone. And as always, it's so lovely to see you all and to connect. And um, I hope you have a good week. And hopefully with the help of the violet flame, all that heaviness is just going to go and we can we can have a good week. Um, so sending you all lots of love. And Kathy, enjoy the rest of your day. And I hope it's work is light and easy. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. See you all Thanks, soon. Guys. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Megan. Bye, everyone. Cheers. See you soon. <laughs>